0: To the Total Soccer Show. My name is Daryl Grove, and I'm joined by a man who took a raggle taggle pastime and turned it into a proper podcast. The gentleman, his name is Taylor Rockwell. Hello. I don't want to be the gentleman. They're clearly the villains. See, I don't know that they are. I think I think it's meant to be kind of even on both sides in the English game on Netflix. All six Mm -hmm. episodes are now available. Talia and I have just seen the first episode.
1: We, we, we have. Uh, we, I've watched it once. You've watched it twice. We both have notes. We both watched it with our wives, which added an interesting element. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've got stuff to say. I'm excited to talk about it.
0: So we were talking beforehand. We may do like a really deep yeah. dive on each episode. Mm-hmm. I think depending on the response to this quick review episode that yeah. we're going to do, we're not sure how many of our listeners are watching this. Maybe all of them because of the pandemic lockdown. Yeah. Um, maybe it's not so many people and it's not worth going deeply into detail. <laughs> it might not be after the first episode. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see, right? This will be our, our first quick reaction to the English uh-huh. game set in the late 1800s, all about football. It's about gentlemen versus those working class... (laughs) Who were challenging them in the (laughs) FA Cup? So, in episode one of the English game, you essentially have um, Darwin versus Old Etonians you mm-hmm. can guess which is the posh team yeah and the the big move here is that Darwin have brought in two talented Scotsmen to maybe uh, redress the balance a little bit um so it's about the two Scottish players coming down and uh being um, absorbed into the town of Darwin Lancashire near Blackburn um, and then it's about the the game against the Old Etonians who invented the game and play it a slightly different way
1: yeah, that's, that is a, a great summary, Daryl Grove. Uh, I should say up front that you, uh, you met your wife getting your masters in film, is that correct?
0: That's correct. Yeah, yeah, we're both
1: doing the same. Yeah, both in the same course. So in this in this realm, I do feel like, like, when we're talking soccer, when we're doing tactics, I feel like we have equal, like, it is equally our domain. Here, I feel like I'm going to cede a little bit to you. And obviously, you are uh, naturally the host. Uh, but also, I see to you in terms of, like, I want to hear what your thoughts were on, like, was that good filmmaking? Is that bad
0: script writing? Like, yeah. I don't know if you have
1: thoughts on that, but I'm excited to hear them, if you do.
0: So let's start there. Yeah, was this actually any good? Yeah, yeah. Um, OK, if this if this wasn't a thing we were doing for the show and if if we weren't like looking at a pretty extended period of not having anything else to do <laughs> yep. and this wasn't about soccer, I don't think I would have watched episode two. It is I think slightly. Lying,
1: I might have been one and done. It is slightly more interesting than uh, marble racing. I'll say that. <laughs> it uh, is. So <laughs> if that's my if that's my competition. Yeah, I'll go with this one.
0: I would argue a lot of this is kind of. Kind of heavy handed and yes. a little bit too much like, uh, you know, there's the sort of rule of show, don't tell. Uh-huh. There's a lot more tell, don't show, um, tell, don't show in this episode. Yes. Um, I'd even I'd go as far as saying uh, there's there's a line where they uh, the old Etonians find out that uh, Edward Souter and Jimmy Love, sorry, Fergal Souter and Jimmy Love are mm-hmm. playing for um, for Darwin. And they say clearly they're being paid, and someone else says to play football, but that's against the rules. <laughs> <laughs> it's just too much dialogue that is right, just telling you what is happening. Right, it's yeah. very Basil exposition. It and then was, the thing, also, the thing ahead, that Ken. really, the thing that really really worried me is the best line, the cleverest line in the uh, in the entire episode, um, is when the older attorneys are all having dinner. And um, I think it's Alma, it's Kened's wife, Mm -hmm. says, I'm worried he'll come home one day with a broken leg. And one of the other players says, rest assured, if he does, it will not be his own. That's really clever, funny writing, right? Like Tarantino Tarantino could have written that. Turns out that is ripped from history. That, like, that's a thing that was actually uh, like a famous apocryphal story that's actually been said about Arthur Kinnett, the old Etonian uh, footballer. So it worries me that the best writing is just something that they they, they borrowed from history. Maybe,
1: it's a, maybe it is maybe heavy handed, but I thought her like, gentlemen, don't yell. Uh, I thought that was a good, a good solid burn and then all the women get up and leave the table. I'm pretty yeah. sure that didn't happen in real life, uh, but <laughs> but I did enjoy that line as well. That was a pretty solid burn
0: so what, what about you did you what did you make of this just as a piece of entertainment before we get into the football cool. stuff
1: so i think w- one thing that maybe makes it a little bit different uh which is sort of football related is just that like being an american i i like soccer but i'm not i haven't grown up with like sort of the history of football and what it used to be and so that was really interesting for me watching it from the perspective of like there's stuff in there that you're right is basil exposition is very heavy-handed but for i think a lot of americans or, like when i was watching with my wife she was like i don't know are they not pros like i thought they were just all Pro's so there is like it's it's I think that was what frustrated me in the end though is that because I found myself enjoying but frustrated by it that they like allude to this thing or they say it outright like being a professional that breaks the rules but they don't like really get into the it's an amateur game until like the very end of the first episode I feel like you got to get that in there up front if you want to be that exposition heavy so I think I I go down that diatribe just to say that like it's a show that I enjoyed but I think as soon as I tried to like treat as like this, this feat that I'm trying to like extrapolate and go through. I was sort of like, ah, oh, no, okay, maybe it's not that good. Like maybe we don't need to go that far with it.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, I watched it twice, mm-hmm. right? I, I guess just out of habit of things that we're going to review together, I yeah. tend to watch twice, and there is no extra depth on second viewing. <laughs> well, so okay, wh- what do you mean when you say there's no extra depth? maybe so I was hoping for like themes or mm-hmm. symbolism or just something that you would notice that you didn't notice the first time around um and th- there just there wasn't much of that at all i mean
1: basically. everybody's got a tough life that that's a theme right
0: well even if you're rich or if you are poor <laughs> I, yeah, mean, I mean that was li- that's what they that right on. That was laid on pretty thick first time around I think.
1: It was and I still I got to be honest, maybe it's just like our present climate, but when the dad was like, I believe you'd much rather have the upbringing you had and he was like, but I never even saw you. It's like, yeah, but you still had a maid. Like like come on now. Like like <laughs> I understand what they're trying to do from a narrative structure, but yeah, painting like I get the idea of the tortured soul who's the rich aristocrat. But you kind of got to, like, go a little bit deeper than that. I've got to get a little bit more of him being tortured and truly, like, hating that existence. Not just being <laughs> like, I hope I'm going to be a good dad. What do you think, Papa? Like, I, yeah, it doesn't really convey the internal turmoil that I'm assuming he's meant to be feeling.
0: I do think maybe this is just maybe first episode or pilot. That is probably uh, true. Syndrome. I think now that we've established uh, we've established Fergal Suter, we've established Arthur Kennard and their various situations. Are you calling him Fergal suitor? Yeah, is it not? Is it Fergus? Yeah, it's Fergus. Excuse me, Fergus Souter. Now we've established Fergus Souter. I had a friend called Fergus, so I think I'm... uh, You did not have a friend called Fergus. That's not real. What? (laughs) Yeah, I did have a friend called Fergus. Was it a nickname? Was that his his
1: Christian name since we're being English right now? He was Irish. Okay, well, that makes Okay, all right, Fergal. All right, cool.
0: So you're you're saying that Irish people's names are funny. Is that what I'm hearing?
1: (laughs) I've known Irish people who are named Fergus. I've never heard of anyone named Fergal, but apparently now I've I've enraged uh, half of Ireland, probably. So I apologize to our uh, Irish brethren.
0: All of Ireland. Yeah, so Fergus (laughs) Souter and Arthur Cunard. Now that we've established their various situations and we've established established this sort of Mm -hmm. rivalry between them, I think maybe we can... um, I don't know. Get into some storytelling that isn't so heavy-handed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe in episode two and three. I did see a sneak peek of episode two. I just watched the first five minutes, and it features Fergus Souter laying out a two-three-five um, in sort of cotton balls um, on on the desk of Mister Walsh. So. so uh- I'm re- I'm ready for episode 2.
1: That I really enjoyed. Uh because I do think there were little nods to like historical football in there. Uh and and when the I, th- I don't think it's the uh old Etonians, but when uh Darwin first jog onto the field for the first game, they jog on in a like pyramid shape. Uh, or, like, in a, in a like, reverse uh, Christmas tree or Christmas tree shape. And then as they walk off the field at the very end, very solemnly, they're walking in a Christmas tree shape. And I did sort of wonder, like, is that is that a nod to, like, the evolution of soccer? Or maybe I'm thinking too deeply here. But the other one that was much more overt was in the very beginning when the, uh, like, Taylor, or Cobbler, or whatever, uh, not Cobbler, but Taylor says, like, I've made 11 jerseys. That's all I've got. Because you don't have substitutions then. You only have 11 players. So that's all you would need. Like, that was an interesting thing whereas I feel like maybe there would have been an inclination to give everybody jerseys and you have eight guys on the sideline if you were trying to simplify things a little bit
0: sorry Jones and Harris back to the mill (laughs) I was wondering if you wrote those names down Certainly did. I felt for them because they really did get this team. So you think yeah. about this, this is the first working class team to get to the quarterfinals of the FA Cup. Mm-hmm. But now Jones we're going to win Harris, it. Well, Jones and Harris would have been excited to play in the quarterfinals yeah. of the FA Cup. And yeah. instead, they've got to give their jerseys to these two Scotsmen.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, some would call this like like paying players to compete with the upper class. Others would call it hustling or ringing, whatever, yeah. bringing in ringers, uh, which, well, this is, which they did.
0: This is why I said to you at the top that it's not clear to me that the, um, the upper-class people are the villains and the working-class people are the heroes mm-hmm. because there is one set of people that really are breaking the rules, right? This is sort of mm-hmm. like underhanded payments to, to Suta to and to Love. You're- I Also, the way I see this going is I think the, the upper-class guys may end up being the villains, but Arthur Kennard will not end up being the villain. I think he'll be the, um, the sort of... The, the man amongst the upper class who wants to make things a little bit fairer.
1: Yeah and, and uh, honestly that was my only real like I, I'm speaking slightly negatively slash very negatively about the show. I didn't really dislike it. Like I, it was an easy watch. I enjoyed it. I, it was like interesting to watch with my wife who doesn't care as much about soccer to talk about some soccery things. I have some questions for you about some soccery things. The only thing that I found like genuinely sort of frustrating that I am assuming is a historical inaccuracy and if it's not then it will make me feel better is the thing in the second leg in the replay when the old Etoni almost have to forfeit because they have three players who show up late do you remember that part
0: well yeah but the choice seemed to be you either play with eight men or you forfeit
1: right right? so Mm -hmm. they would
0: have been able to play with eight men by the by the sound
1: of it they would have but like that's where Arthur Kennard says like well you know it's the gentlemanly thing to do we should forfeit and then those three guys show up and they get to play and I felt like from a narrative character structure that was sort of like see he is a good guy we're about to show him be a bad guy and be ruthless and like take people's knees out but look he is still a gentleman for a minute here and it felt like they were sort of like lowering the stakes just a little bit because they didn't want him to be too vill- villainous too early at least or yeah, at I think, all
0: i think that's the beginnings of what you're going to see with kinect's yeah. character maybe right, i want to um get into some stuff that we enjoyed though sure, sure, we sure. Have been, we've sort of been mm-hmm. focusing on the negative right yeah. and i think if we're going to do this for the show i i can find a way to enjoy it because there mm-hmm. are lots of little things to enjoy uh but i'm going to ask you to go first taylor what what was something you enjoyed um when
1: Kennard first meets Fergus Souter, there's some good banter there. And maybe you wrote this down, Daryl. I, I did not. But I think he says the Fergus Souter who played for Kilmarnock. Is that what he says? Hibernian, he says. Oh, OK. I was hoping it was Kilmarnock because I was looking it up and uh, he played for Partick Thistle. Obviously, Partick Thistle is one of their main rivals is Kilmarnock. But I guess it still establishes that to the, the proper English gentleman, all those Scottish people are the same.
0: Kind of, yeah. It's like all—it's all much of a muchness up there. Yes, like, much of yeah. a muchness. Well <laughs> said. That's such a good <laughs> phrase. <laughs> um, I will say, I—I mm-hmm. I did enjoy uh, the football scenes. Really? Like, I, really I enjoyed even the—you know—the little—the um, little cut that Suta does in yeah. the replay mm-hmm. when Kennard comes sliding in on him. Yep. That looked, it looked like a realistic cut. Uh,
1: yeah, I, I enjoyed it too. I told my wife, I feel like they are downplaying the amount of violence there would have been for this era because people yes. would have watched that and been like, this is ridiculous. Like, come on now, they're not that evil. And it's like, like there's that one where the dude is starting to, do, like he's like squaring up to do 1v1 defending and the other player just knocks him off the ball. And I'm like yeah. 99% sure that was totally legal that you could do that. <laughs> <laughs> and I feel like they had to sort of like make it illegal actions by modern standards because otherwise it would have looked like over the top villainous.
0: Um, here's another one. I liked the Old Etonians uniforms. Yep. Absolute fire. I oh. really, really like
1: them. I, I like I liked them until they had the like billowing linen pants below them. Like when they were just like the like the long sleeve Man City sort of color. They weren't quite Man City. That's why I think I could still like them. And then I thought they were just wearing white shorts. I was like, that's a clean uniform. I would wear that. And then when <laughs> it cuts down to his like giant baggy Jinko pants, I was like, okay, <laughs> that's also a look, I guess, for football. But it uh, does. So did, you,
0: did you notice that um, Kennard's PJs are the same color as his uniform? As no, well? I did not. His, he's, the PJs when he goes to bed with his wife is light blue top and like white that slash is. creamy pants yeah
1: See, this is why you went to film school, my friend, because you noticed the details—the <laughs> the little thing I did notice—and the reason why I like the uniforms again, from like an like uh, explanatory background, is you look at theirs, and theirs are all clearly like linen or silk, and they're very comfortable and they look breathable. They look like you could maybe wear them today. Whereas Darwin's are very clearly like handmade by a dude who's also a factory worker, and yeah. they're wearing sort of like denim overalls on top of them in the first game, and they're wearing big boots and it just you get that like they do a good job of establishing which one is the wealthy one but you also get the idea of maybe why the wealthy team aside from just having you know better food and better training are like the ones who win all the time it's because they're comfortable when they play daryl and that's a big part of it that's what our sports frames have learned
0: one thing i quite liked is when you see the two teams line up against each other Mm -hmm. the rich guys are just like taller like definitely like better nutrition and more muscular it's not just that they were like, they're rougher and that's why they could knock people around. It's because they have, you know, th- for their whole life been better fed and better cared for. And so they've grown to be bigger than all these little working class guys. Yeah,
1: I thought it was a questionable decision to uh, cast a, a, an actual Hobbit in the role of Fergus Suter. That was an interesting choice. You don't see Hobbits get many much work outside of Peter Jackson
0: films. <laughs> but you get what I'm saying there, right? The whole, the whole team was just shorter than the older Tonians, And yes. I actually think that feels weirdly accurate. I genuinely thought Kevin Guthrie was like four <laughs> ten,
1: like, like he looks. And I think that is maybe, yeah, it's the way they've shot it to make one side look terrifying and intimidating and huge and fit and good well, to go.
0: I think they've just cast bigger men, right? That's probably like, true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's his What's his name? The actor uh, Edward Holcroft. Yeah, very handsome man. I, I think is is much much bigger than Kevin Guthrie.
1: I like to think that he is uh, Eddie with his friends, but when it's this film,
0: when it's this show, he is Edward for sure. Did you recognize him? No. Do you know where, Do you know where you've seen him before? Uh-uh he was the sort of um turncoat baddie in the kingsman uh do you oh, remember, do you remember the remember original the film in the kingsman i can't remember the character's name but um he's one of the guys that is nearly selected to be a kingsman mm-hmm. uh but he's the one who when they put him on the train tracks he uh starts blabbing all the secrets to save his own life but it was a simulation to test his uh, uh-huh. to test his loyalty oh, and after that they reject him uh, and then he goes and sort of works for uh, works for the bad guys. Yeah, Ooh. so that's that's where you've seen that face before.
1: I think my wife she re- recognized uh, at least one person. Uh, I think Alma from uh, Downton Abbey. I think she recognized him from Wolf Hall.
0: Have you seen that one? Yes, I don't remember him, uh, but I have seen Wolf Hall. I don't remember Kevin Guthrie from there. I
1: trust her because she is so unreliable.
0: With uh, like, when, like, she's usually like, uh,
1: oh, it's the guy from the thing with the woman who had the red hair," and I have to be like. Okay, that's probably Bryce Dallas Howard, I think is it? Like I have to do that math. Uh this time she remembered, so I I feel I feel like she probably remembers correctly when she actually remembers.
0: Here's another thing I really
1: like.
0: Mm-hmm. Um it's when uh they're in bed. It's Alma and Arthur mm-hmm. in bed. Um and Alma says to him, Arthur, you're a decent man, but this game brings out the worst in you. <laughs> Makes you childish and defensive and petulant. And we have <laughs> we have multiple friends who we know are Wonderful, giving, kind, compassionate people – when they're not playing soccer Mm -hmm. and they are very I'm not naming names but they're very different when they play soccer.
1: It it always confused my wife when she would like come to our indoor games or come watch us play how like people would be trash talking and like running into each other and really like knocking each other around and being fairly mean to each other and then as soon as the final whistle blows it's like oh hey man how you doing and she was just I don't get that like how can you just turn that on and turn that off that doesn't make sense yeah it, it is a thing because then that's maybe the best version of it I think a lot of times it doesn't get turned off and then the bad mood about hitting the post instead of scoring the goal lingers for an entire day or leads <laughs> to a red card one or the other
0: well if you played in the late 1800s apparently all the goalkeepers were terrible mm-hmm. so you didn't have, all you yeah. had to do is get it on target did you know it's not one oh, single yeah. save was made across these games
1: we talked about that with the Bennett like beckham goalkeeping that it's apparently really hard to get like like good Bad goalkeeping on screen. Like you're either yeah. like you make the save. I feel like it's maybe because actors can't shoot that well or something. <laughs> I let that like they always have to dive out of the way, but then still dive. It, it's a weird choice. Yeah, there were no saves in this one. Uh, no, no one is getting like uh, golden gloves for the, for this <laughs> performance.
0: Was there anything else you really enjoyed before well, we move on to a couple of historical inaccuracies? Well, I I I,
1: I think maybe this like toes the line between them. Um, if you could speak to it, like. Like the idea of the English not being just the best or not being the ones who modernize the game was a thing that I had like I sort of forget sometimes. And my wife was completely like, but if they invented it, aren't they just the best at it? And like as far as you can, can you explain why it was that like within the structure of this show that like Scotland is suddenly this like place where things seem to be happening? Ideas seem to be coming to light in a like Guardiola Mourinho sort of way.
0: I mean, I don't know the reason it happened, but I do know that it did happen. Mm -hmm. Like up in Scotland, once the game was up there, they started playing differently. They started playing passing football instead of uh, something more akin to rugby, right? Which is where everybody just charges forward with the ball, which is what the Old Etonians are still doing at many points, especially in the opening of this, Mm -hmm. right? You see them uh, employing that tactic. My guess is it's just the distance of that sort of posh uh, Mm -hmm. Old Etonian and other posh schools in England. The distance up to Scotland, it's sort of, It's taken on its own different path right yeah. so it's that's why
1: that's why that's happening up in scotland it's why ken Aird is uh scared of the game he created being taken away from him again yeah uh, his wife with, with some good points there well done Um yeah. his i keep calling her his wife because i can't confidently alma. say the character's name thank you i oh, want to make alma. sure it's alma um yeah. there are some trash talking women up in this show and every <laughs> single one of them uh, was enjoyable but i think i really liked that aspect of like scotland changing the game because you think back to it and yeah like around this era there probably weren't like necessarily hard political lines but like it would be a a different sort of realm you would have a different way of playing there but it's what happened right that the British did sort of export football it goes to different places it then gets exported further and that's why you have it like when it goes to Brazil it reflects Brazilian society and then they play like sort of in their isolated area and so we have the World Cups and suddenly you get these different styles all coming together and that's what the World Cup used to be so it was sort of interesting to see the very early beginnings of that here within that show that was a thing that I did feel like somebody who really cared about football slash was involved in the writing process and that much i very much appreciated
0: what about jimmy love so we've focused a lot on um fergus Suter. uh-huh what about jimmy love he i think historically he seems to have been as important uh, or close to as important but he comes off very like lenny from of mice and men in this (laughs) episode do you know what i'm saying he's like he's like fergus just big, dumb friend yeah. that goes around with him.
1: Yeah, but I think, I think that's probably how they have to play it, because otherwise if you put the sort of, like, character basics together, it can create a monster. Like, if it was, like, it's this big guy, this big Scottish guy who's come down, he's only here because he's being paid, he's kind of a mercenary, he gets pretty drunk at a bar, he comes on to the woman who's taking care of them, like, you could spin that, and it is this, like, weird, predatory creepy guy who nobody wants to be around, so I think you have to play him sort of dopey and sort of just, like, this sweetheart who wants to buy the bar around with his winnings even though i'm sure there's no way that's actually what happened uh because they came down for a reason (laughs) they wanted to get paid it's still working class life like i i i don't i didn't love that they like made it seem sort of like oh these these miscreants and they have to donate their wages but that was an interesting thing i thought of like how they had to kind of make jimmy love affable because you needed a, a friendly character to keep fergus around and keep him grounded
0: but he was also sort of dumb enough to not keep the secret. of What well, is that? Things, yes, right yeah. Because he was. That's. It's almost like a trick that was pulled on him when he was like happy to buy the round. It's like, oh yeah, because you got loads of money. We yeah, see. And, and that we uh,
1: see. that like I'm not trying to like you know uh like stick my nose up at stuff because that was one where I was like, oh, he wants to buy everybody a drink, and then the actor made that like, oh, I've been fooled face, and I was like, they've been yeah. him. They got Charlie, him.
0: <laughs> Charlie Marshall, right? Charlie Marshall got him. Yeah, I didn't, what, see, that I I didn't see that coming. I didn't see it coming. Well done,
1: Charlie Marshall, <laughs> who's simultaneously threatening and non-threatening
0: simultaneously threatening and unthreatening yes. a lot of pace though a lot of pace a lot of pace a lot of pace getting down that way <laughs> I, I want to talk about historical inaccuracies because sure. i know from our various conversations about other movies and tv i think you are quite a stickler for historical accuracy and you feel sort of um that a show a tv show or movie you i, I feel like you uh you feel like it's lesser if it doesn't make an effort to be at least somewhat historically accurate is that a fair representation of your views
1: um. Yeah. More or less. I mean, I, okay. I think uh, if you've ever seen the YouTube channel History Buffs, he sums it up like very, very well in basically every review, which is like, yeah, you're making a movie, you've got to condense stuff down, you've got to combine characters. That's that's what you have to do. But I think it's any time Kingdom of Heaven is a really bad offender for this one of like the main character, like the plot is sort of driving him and not the other way around. Whenever you're just like having to have the character involved in historical events, but it doesn't actually change what the character's doing or they're not involved, I don't like that. And any time it's basically just like creates this feel-good thing of like, and they won and they didn't, it feels like, well, the more interesting story would have been they didn't win and why. And so I did like that they went that way with this one, but now I'm prepared to learn that actually they got destroyed both games or something.
0: Well, here's a couple of things I've learned Mm -hmm. is that um, I don't think any any extra time was played in any round of the FA Cup (laughs) back in 1879. So um, that sort of... You know, there's that weird conflict where they say, oh, and now we do extra time. And Arthur Kinnard's like, well, it wasn't agreed beforehand, so that's not what we're doing. And you've just come back from 5-1 down to make it 5-5, so (laughs) no extra time. Uh, But it looks like that just wasn't the done thing. It looks like it was always replays after a draw. Mm -hmm. Um, On top of that, this actual game, between the quarterfinal between Old Etonians and Darwin FC, first game was 5-5, the next replay was 2-2, and then there was another replay that finished 6-2, to the older Tonians. but for some reason they've removed that middle uh, replay uh, to to uh, from the narrative of the show. So, how, yeah. how do you feel about that? I, I don't care about any of this. Okay, that's good. That's um, good because I I agree with you because I think yeah. there's there's nothing dramatically to be gained from show in another draw and and, we do this again again next week
1: and this is where maybe again maybe i'm giving it too much credit but like that they phrased it as like it wasn't agreed upon and there was no response of like but that's how we always do it like you can sort of see like that probably was the argument at the time is like well no we didn't agree to extra time that's not a thing we usually do they just left off that second part and just made it we didn't agree but it still is like more or less reflective of what actually happened and the second game again like for pacing purposes you could have another game where they tie and another game where it's like yeah it happened again let's to do it again. Like, it doesn't quite make as much sense as they were losing, they changed their tactics, they pulled it back, and now we have the dramatic replay in which Old Etonians change what they're doing and are a bit brutal and they destroy the other team, which sets up, I'm assuming, the rematch a year from now.
0: Well, that's going to be interesting, right? They have definitely set this history up to be uh, Fergus Suter versus Arthur Canad, right? Yeah. Um, and from what I've looked at in the history, um, it's not it's obviously not as simple as that, right? It doesn't just come down to one man versus one man. But I think they found the, the best representation of like first professional footballer mm-hmm. in Fugus Souta and the best representation of um upper class person having doubts about the way they've been doing things in Arthur Canad. Mm-hmm. And from what I can tell and from what I've read I've read a couple of things, not spoilers, but I've read a couple of um uh you know, production notes and stuff mm-hmm. that they've that's been put together for this. I think they're gonna start um um like What's the word? Amalgamating teams to make sure that this keeps being a Suter versus Canard thing. Yeah. And for example, I think what's going to happen in a few episodes from now is that Suta moves to Blackburn yeah. for more money. But there's a Blackburn Rovers and a Blackburn Olympia. And he didn't play for both of them. He only played for one. But there is an FA Cup final where Blackburn Olympia beat Old Etonians in the FA Cup final. And that's the only time Blackburn, a Blackburn team plays Old Etonians in the FA Cup final. I I think they're going to end up like just making it Blackburn and sort of eliding those two histories.
1: Uh, yeah, A- and that one maybe I have more of an issue with, but again, like I sort of as long as they're not saying like and he changed the game forever like and then that like demonstrably wasn't the case here's a good example like um in braveheart <laughs> i'm going to braveheart for a moment and i promise this will connect to this show like the whole thing about him being this like peasant who leads this uprising like no he was a knight like he was like educated in like how to be a knight in chivalry like that's why william wallace could fight so well so the idea of him being this like working class guy is a sort of creation because it makes the plot better if that were the case here in fergus Souter were some like a Scottish lord who they're playing as this like working class guy, that's where I would be annoyed. Instead, he's like a former stonemason who's now a pro. I'm good yeah, with that not, stuff.
0: They're not mentioning stonemasonry, but I feel like that's probably not. With, it's not that important, right? That he was a stonemason, so maybe it's okay that they're not doing that. Oh yeah, I don't,
1: yeah, that doesn't matter. It's just as long, like, and they probably have a line of like, I don't know what we're doing here. This isn't what I used to do. Like if like I don't. I, that's all I need. And even then, I don't really need that. It's just like if they were fundamentally changing who he is because that makes for a better narrative. When in reality, like. It's almost like saying, like, basically, this would be a good story, but it's not. So we're going to change the dynamics of it fundamentally so that now it is a good story. It means the story maybe didn't need to be told. Here, they're not doing that. So I think the story does need to be told.
0: Is there anything else you want to talk about from this episode before we put it out into the world, see what the response is, and then decide whether or not to really go deep on each episode? Um, I know.
1: I, I think that like it, it's a show that, yeah, if you can put yourself in the right frame of mind and recognize that it's it's sort of it's almost like <laughs> this is such a stupid analogy, but it's what I got. It has a Pirates of the Caribbean vibe in that it should be serious and it's like pirates and curses, but it's just kind of fun. And if you see it from that perspective, as opposed to like a Downton Abbey period drama with intrigue, I think that's maybe the way to go is see it as sort of like Disney fun about history and soccer and love and relationships that's what I would go with.
0: What about the tone of the um, mm-hmm. the the ending of the first episode with what happens to Alma? Oh, you mean, oh, I thought you meant Fergus Souter is Jesus. Uh,
1: yeah, I mean, I, I'm guessing that is a, like, they foreshadowed that a lot with, like, the hand-holding and the, I do so look forward to being a mother. It's like, okay, so something yeah. bad's going to happen. I'm assuming that's him. He's going to have, like, a reckoning, and he's going to have to confront his actions or learn to be a better person. I do think he has, like, ten kids, so... I think it'll be okay, but I'm guessing that would be a a personal motivator for him, and I am here for
0: it, as it just, the children me, say. It just felt a lot darker than the rest of the episode, because obviously it's a, exactly, a terrible yeah, yeah. thing. But they also seem to weirdly tie it to um, Arthur Kennard acting uh, not as a gentleman. That is you weird. Know what I'm saying. It, yes. did, did you get that vibe as well, though, that it was sort of like he was talking about wanting to be a good father yeah. and Alma was talking about how um, I want us to be great parents. I want us to set great examples. And then when he doesn't set a great example, then she, she has that miscarriage yeah. as if it's almost like the uh, football gods punishing them. Yeah. I, I mean, that's to me, that was really disturbing.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, I am hoping that that is not the way it goes that like you were a, you were a bad sport on the field by, by the way, by just man marking, like, I maybe that was like like poo-poo at the time, but like that's the thing we do now. You mark the team's best player, so they can't do anything. It's like it's I mean like, we don't
0: kick we don't kick them as hard as they do in uh I mean,
1: in eighteen seventy nine. Not, not with VAR anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you can't get away with it. Right? Exactly. Maybe we did before. Uh but yeah, like I, I, I hope it is not a I must be a proper gentleman, uh then my wife won't have a miscarriage. I think that would be a very foolish uh, like route to go down, and I don't think it would be a very, the, uh, more the, than foolish, I think it would just be straight up dumb. So I hope the they don't do I, that.
0: The reason I find that interesting is that that is the one thing that is very, like, not hammered home and not, like, no one says, oh, I was a I was a bad man and I'm not yeah. fit to be a father and that's why this happened. Um, it's more of like a, an, like a theme, a symbolic yeah. type thing that's never going to be called out. Like, to me, that was the one, like, even though it's the darkest thing there, I think it was the one thing that worked for me narratively because it's not you're not yeah. being hit over the head with it.
1: Yeah, and I think it, it connects to the idea like throughout this episode of like you assume this rich upper cra- upper class guy is like having the better life, and in reality he's tortured and he hates his dad and he hates his parents and his parents don't yeah. approve of him, and it is sort of like. Like I've I've had that where I like you picture somebody else, it's FOMO or whatever, you picture somebody else and they're like, They must be having the best day ever and like they could be having the worst day, you don't know. Yeah. And I do imagine that like that's probably why they did it that way, I'm realizing now, is like Fergus, uh, Souter and Darwin return home, they're the losers, but the whole crowd lifts them up and cheers for them, spoiler alert. Vice versa, Old Etonians win the game handsomely and get the applause from the men in the top hats, and then he gets home and loses his child. And his wife yeah. is—I'm assuming she survives—but his wife is in a great deal of duress. And it's—it's—and like I think it's probably supposed to show that that like no one's life is is perfect ever, uh, and it's always like grass is greener sort of situation.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, um, th- one of the moments I liked that I thought was relatively subtle was just after the, the weird conversation with the dad about yeah. um, di- like being a good father and how the father's cut. The dad's kind of dismissive of the very idea, right? Yes. <laughs> just put food on the table and shut up. Basically. That's how you be a father. Um, there's that thing where he's leaving the room and he yep. just stops and like briefly puts his hand on his son's shoulder That very English thing of, like, he's got emotion and he wants to show it, but the very best he can manage is just a brief hand on the shoulder.
1: The the thing that I'm always obsessed with, genuinely, it always makes me think of this in that moment, is, like, I want there to be a prequel movie in which, like, that guy's dad is even crueler to him, and, like, him putting his hand on the son's shoulder was, like... A thing that his father would have been like, what? You're showing weakness. Like like that in of itself is like modernizing and liberalizing in his parenting, even though it's just gently touching his son for like one Mississippi and then he's out.
0: That probably is the case. <laughs> that probably is the yep. case. Yeah.
1: I am All happy right. that you don't wear your like top hat and uh, everything when we record the show uh, since you are proper British.
0: (laughs) Don't you start this with me? They they did it plenty, my friend. (laughs) If you, if you start down this path, like Mm -hmm. I said, I will break, I will break social distancing. I will travel to Churchill and I will, uh, throw my gloves down and by golly, Mm -hmm. I will challenge you to a duel.
1: Uh, Oh, now now I'm confused by by some of the uh, the vernacular there because Daryl, I want I want I do have one more thing to say about that. Speaking of the vernacular, he does saying I don't recall your being there to his father, which was a great example of him using like the proper queens or um, kings at the time. Queen, I'm not sure. Uh, like the proper English, uh, and he was the proper gentleman. The Victorian, you... era, right? yes. the Victorian era, right? Uh, yes. Victorian era. Did you find Arthur Kinnaird to be an attractive man?
0: Yeah, I said earlier he
1: he has a handsome face in my opinion. Yeah. Did you find him more attractive when he was like in his football uniform than when he was in the tuxedo?
0: Oh, tuxedo. I think he – yeah, I think he was – uh, look, he looked See, better better dressed right? I but disagree he, he obviously went to uh, the, the Victorian equivalent of the this is interesting I hope he did <laughs> and if he did I hope
1: he used our promo code way back then um, I would. I want to hear what people have to say because I found him like there was a moment when they're having that like we didn't agree to extra time and he's doing the sort of like pulling the hair back and and, he, and I was like that. I, I said out loud that is a handsome man to my wife and she <laughs> responded I think I think Fergus is is uh, more handsome but then the next scene was him in his like hair pulled back in his tuxedo and I found him way Way less like like attractive, charming, whatever. And to me, that was the thing of like, oh, like on the field he's this rugged, masculine man, and off the field he's this sort of like stuck-up gentleman. Again, there was a juxtaposition there that I thought was interesting. So, yeah, the, it's just, maybe, or to maybe his character, right? What's that? Two sides to his character, yeah. Which I guess, but yeah, maybe as, again. As, as
0: Alma's learning, you've got to learn to put up with both.
1: <laughs> That's true. That's true. Well said. <laughs> that seems that seems a good point to
0: end on. <laughs> okay so please let us know um, mm-hmm. if you're watching the English game do you want um full like scene by scene breakdowns because mm-hmm. we could really go deep into this show right each episode's 45 minutes we could we'd have something to say about each and every scene i'd happily go back and do that for the first episode let us know quickly because we're going to decide this week basically right whether to uh, to really go deep on watching every episode of the English do- game I, or if you're, not, I, if you're not interested, email us and tell us that as well. Yeah, I, I am. Uh, I Don't email it.
1: I, I'm, I'm enjoying talking about it. I want to tell, talk about it more. I am. You said you saw the, the scenes from the next episode, right?
0: Like the first five minutes, maybe.
1: I was really concerned because I did see one clip in which uh, Jimmy Love is given a rabbit, and I don't know where that's going to go, but I've got concerns. <laughs> I've got concerns, Daryl.
0: There's basically one fewer rabbits in Victorian <laughs> England than there used to be. Oh,
1: boy. Oh, boy. All right. I'm excited to see where we go with Jimmy Love.
0: <laughs> all right what else is coming up on the total soccer show today like it can't all be netflix uh, shows can it
1: um it can be a netflix movie uh on monday ryan bailey and i are going to be uh talking a little bit about some news and some updates from around the, the football world but mostly we're going to be doing a review of our own about uh the fifa movie mr grove oh what's it called united passions that's the one starring tim roth and sam neill people that i used to respect and now i don't know what to make of them anymore
0: yeah it's a, it's a weird decision for everybody who decided to be in that movie
1: I'm assuming it was a, this is the script? Oh, this is the paycheck? Cool. I'm in on yeah. it. <laughs> It'd be like
0: a Michael Caine, George 4 situation.
1: Right? Yep. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so we're going to be talking about that one. Uh, that will be uh, one of the Monday shows. We've got some more Soccer 101 coming up. We're going to be doing more historical match reviews. You've well, got yeah, a great... Can we, oh, yeah. Can go we sh- ahead,
0: Can we shout it out? So, yeah, mm-hmm. um, on Monday... On Soccer 101, which is our other show, you have to go and find it, Soccer 101. It has an orange logo. We are doing historical match reviews. Last week, we did USA versus Mexico from the 2002 World Cup. Next week, after listening to your interview with Alexi Lalas, which was excellent, by the way, I really recommend people go back and listen to that. We are going to go Copa America 95. We are going to review the USA's, I think, 3-0 win over Argentina at the 95 Copa America.
1: No, I am I am excited for that one because it was not a game that I remembered at all until Alexi told me about it, and I was like, "They they need a three nil." Like, yeah. okay, let's do this. So yeah, I want to watch. I want to see what they did, how they did it, how they played, how much kicking there was. If it was very similar to the English game, we'll find out, Daryl. We'll find out.
0: <laughs> and then what else have we got? Oh, and I'll also be talking to Christian Palanco. Yeah, I'm really excited. On the Cooligans about comedies that you should stream right now not comedy sorry uh, stand-up specials mm-hmm. stand-up specials that you should stream right now but it'll also be a chance to talk to christian essentially about his comedy career um and you know not just not just the uh the big loud cooligan stuff that we normally do <laughs> what i'm saying is alexis won't be on the That's, show i'm gonna have a proper conversation with christian <laughs>
1: oh that's terrific and then last thing uh for sure uh for sure tentatively uh I, I really enjoyed the like best five games format of an interview uh lots of people have lots of time to kill it teams so we may have another uh former national team player on the show this coming week uh to talk about his uh favorite five games
0: oh you should you should get me on we can do uh netherton colts east under 15 season yeah that'd be fun all right. So, when should I book myself in for, for that Thursday? You say I'm busy Thursday. Sorry. Oh. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be
1: doing lots of things. Not at home.
0: Oh well. I'll just do that. I'll do that on my own. That's fine. I'll do that on my own. Please yeah. do. <laughs> Please feel free to do that. <laughs> mm-hmm. But you and I will be back with some regular talk talkers as well, right? Listener questions yeah. um, and probably some English game mm-hmm. <laughs> reviews. Again, let us know if you'd like us to go go deeper with and, that English game reviews.
1: And if you want us to, if you have questions, if you have things like you felt like we missed or we didn't talk about or you things that didn't make sense to you, because there was some editing
0: in there. There was some pacing. There might have
1: been some stuff that was confusing.
0: My, my wife, one of her main, um, not even critiques, was she sort of said... She felt like there were some scenes that were supposed to be present that yeah. she somehow missed. Yes. <laughs> that maybe would explain a few things in the narrative. It's like when
1: suddenly the character is like eating a plate of food and you're like, what? OK, there was a scene where they went and got food. Got it. Cool. 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 Yeah. OK, they cut that part out. Now I know what's happening. Yeah. There like, were a few any, of those any... moments
0: actual conversations between jimmy love and the landlady that yeah. happened like in in between that that kiss like
1: oh you mean when he assaults her when i genuinely didn't know if they were playing it as like a sweet moment or assault i really didn't know for I a moment there
0: i didn't know what her reaction was gonna be yeah and then one one big question i have i don't answer now because maybe we'll save this for if we do mm-hmm. do the full review yes um, the people in darwin uh-huh. when the game was being played. Yeah. Um, at um, the Old Etonians. It's a great question. It's a great question. How are they getting the (laughs) updates? I googled when was radio invented and it was not then. Can
1: I tell you my guess or do you not want me to take a guess?
0: Uh, like, like Telegram?
1: That's my guess. Yeah, Telegram, yeah. Telegraph. I never, I can never remember which one is which. That's all I can figure. And then sometimes... Telegraph a
0: Morse code or something, maybe, right? You
1: know, dude, yeah. I might have to go back and watch that scene because it felt like sometimes there was like an actual like, and it's one-nil, like they had that. And then sometimes it was just like a woman who appeared to be the shopkeeper saying the score. Yeah, so I don't I, really in, know which one it was.
0: <laughs> in my notes, I wrote, is she a witch? Is that how she's <laughs> able to see that?
1: <laughs> yeah. It, it makes you envious of J.K. Rowling in the Wizarding World, where it's just like, oh, we've got the blah, blah, blah. It allows us <laughs> to see whatever's happening.
0: <laughs> so, yes, if you have questions about episode one of the English game, email them to us, right? Contact at totalsuckershow.com, or just go through the regular listener question form, even better, totalsuckshowcom slash questions. We will try to answer all your questions from episode one of the English game.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm, I, am, I am pumped for it. I hope people want to hear more about it. And even if they don't, we might do it anyway.
0: All right, Taylor, I will close by saying you're a decent man, but this podcast brings out the worst in you. Also correct. Right back at you, buddy. Listeners, thank you for listening, and we will be back again next week.